0: Welcome aboard, TTA Travelers. Some happy songs, some snappy dances, costumes and sets, spoofs and romances. For you Earthlings just joining me, I'm Sunny Eclipse, bringing you the sunny side of entertainment from Unork City on the planet Zork. Up here with me today is the galaxy-famous, amazing... WDW Radio, your information station. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 336 for the week of September 15th, 2013. I'm here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, my videos, blog, live broadcast, special events, my Walt Disney World trivia books and audio tours and more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com. Join me this week as we put down our maps and explore one of the Walt Disney World theme parks as we search for some of our favorite hidden treasures of Disney's Hollywood Studios. From overlooked interactions and attractions, to details, tributes, or just simple things to do and see, our quest will hopefully help introduce you to some wonderful new experiences. I'll then have some announcements at the end of the show, including updates about our Epcot International Food and Wine Quest, Meets of the Month, and so much more. I'll then play more of your voicemails at the end of the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. believe that many of Walt Disney World's most wonderful attractions aren't necessarily the ones you find listed on a park map or a times guide. Instead, they're the ones you stumble upon, you find by accident, or you discover as you take the time to wander and explore the parks. And some could be hiding in plain sight, while others are more hidden away, waiting to be found by the lucky or curious guest. They can be everything from subtle touches, to tributes, to pieces of an overriding story to interactive experiences, or maybe just a simple sign or details. And because of the story of the park itself, I really believe that Disney's Hollywood Studios is a treasure trove of just some of these experiences. So this week, we're going to share with you some of our favorite hidden treasures of Disney's Hollywood Studios. And joining me this week is a man who also believes that an exciting hidden treasure can often be found on a new... Walt Disney World dining menu item and he is Chuck Lyon, Chuck Lionberger from disneydaddy.blogspot.com Lou you're so excited you can't even say the name I That's can't awesome. even speak uh, You excite, I am so excited by the appearance of Chuck Lionberger I am without speech we finally got him speechless guys Look flames from the side of my face alright so um you know, I was saying briefly, Chuck, that, that I think the story of the studios, right? That this is, you know, going back to the opening of Disney MGM Studios, this real working studios, and there used to be a very clear sort of delineation between what was supposed to be on stage for for guests and what was supposed to be backstage, sort of the studio backlot. And I think that story lends itself to some really fun details because you can put in almost anything and tie it into an existing film or a movie or something in production. And and us as guests, we're, we're treated to things that either we remember growing up or recent films or many classics as well as the people and, and just a lot of little fun finds around here.
1: Oh, yeah. This is one of those parks where you've said it many, many times. Look up, look, look down, look around. This is one of those where you almost also need to look behind the scene, literally in some cases, Look on the other side of the wall because you know guests are allowed to kind of go around and walk around these things, especially in some of the shops and and uh, other areas like that. Where on the back you will see writing on the back of this this you know set piece, uh, as it were, that's the quote on stage area. And you walk around the backside and you see all of these fun little notes and sight gags uh, and you know, different little bits. Some of it is, is are, you know, little tributes again to Imagineers or to other movies or, or little bits of trivia. But the, the studios is so full of these little nooks and crannies and corners that, you know, you whip your head around to something and go, oh, I, I never even noticed that. Or there might be a little uh, sign about something uh, that as you read it, you realize it's a, it's a gag the whole way. But if you don't take a moment, stop, read, check it out, you don't get the humor. You don't get that that bit of entertainment.
0: Yeah, and, and I think like the uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom, this park is very much one that is meant to be explored There, because there are a lot of things like that. They want you to sort of go into places that you need to be a little curious to see what you'll find. Follow the signs or disregard the signs in terms of some of the things that, we'll, that I'm sure mm-hmm. we're going to cover uh, today – and you're, you're, there's a reason why, right? There's a reason why that that's there. So let's just, let's just dive right in, right? Let's just talk sure. in no real specific order to some of our, our favorites or the best of the best um, hidden treasures. And obviously we're not going to cover them all, right? So I want people to think as they're listening about their favorites because I want to ask you to share yours. So go ahead, go first and share with me one of your favorite hidden treasures of the parks.
1: I think probably the best hidden treasure in all of Hollywood Studios. What are the studios all about? they're all about making movies. What kind of movies built the Disney company? Animation. So what better place to learn and get a true firsthand practical experience about creating animation than the Animation Academy, where you can actually go in to class, sit down and learn how to draw a classic or new, depending on which character is is being done for the particular class. But learn how to draw a Disney character, and you're learning it from an, an actual you know, animator, a person who, who is trained how to draw and create these various characters. It is a fantastic experience, completely and totally free. You get to take your drawing, good, bad, or otherwise. You get to take it home, and this is something that you can do. In fact, I recommend it every year for folks who are coming down. If you're a repeat visitor and you like to come down, I say do it again and again and again because in one thing, you're, you're getting you know obviously a, a free souvenir. But also if you happen to be doing some of the same characters over and over, you're getting better and better and better at it. And you start to really appreciate just how much it takes to learn to create these iconic characters that we've all come to know and
0: love. And what I like about Animation Academy is this is very much sort of a multi-layer experience because when you go in there and you do that, that whole building, right? You've got the meet and greet area. You've got mm-hmm. the interactive kiosks. There's there's a lot to do in there, not just a sort of passive experience in terms of, of watching this uh, a show. But my, I'll sort of jump to one of my hidden treasures then because it's in, that, it's in that general area, right? And I think this is one of those things, Chuck, where you need to sort of – and again, not going to backstage and cast member areas, but, you know, you can sort of go off the beaten path a little bit because as you start to go into that animation academy theater, in between the uh, – that it's that, so sort of a courtyard there by the magic of Disney animation. If you go look in that courtyard, there's a sort of three-step down sunken area, and in there embedded in concrete blocks is something that you'll find – elsewhere at the studios, right? In front of the Great Movie Ride and up by the Beauty and Beast Theater. And there are a few very little known handprints and more in that courtyard as well. There's three slabs of concrete with handprints from, again, people that are very closely tied with that real magic of Disney animation, including Disney Legends and some of the Nine Old Men. And if you're a fan of Disney animation, you'll know names like... Mark Davis, right? You know him from the attractions and Snow White and Sleeping Beauty. Ken Anderson, you know, again, Snow White, Jungle Book. book. Uh, Ken O'Connor, Ward Kimball, again, uh, one of the nine old men. Ollie Johnson and Frank Thomas. They're there. They have a special place of honor. What I like, too, is if you look very closely, you'll actually see the imprint of a pencil in there as well, too. And I like the way it's tucked away. I like the way that they have their sort of own... Uh, special areas well it's the only shame is that so many guests don't know that it's there right they don't recognize that it's there, that it's there. there's no sign there's no sort of acknowledgement that it's there and many of the guests too might not know who they are so my hope is that people will go exploring to look for it and if they don't know who they are talk to one of the cast members and let them sort of you know have a conversation with you about who these people are and why they're right there by the magic Disney animation
1: um, while you're also there of course be ever watchful for characters because there are all sorts of characters that come out uh, in that area for the meet and greet. Some are sort of st- uh, established characters like meeting Sorcerer Mickey uh, or meeting The Incredibles, but you never know when Captain Hook and Smee might walk out, or the Evil Queen comes out, um, or a character from a very recent film uh, comes out. In fact, that's a great place to meet characters from very new movies because they will. That there's some. Uh, there's a one area there that rotates constantly with characters from whatever the latest film is uh, there in the animation academy area. So, and it's air conditioned, which is nice. Oh, yeah. By the way, it's very great for air conditioning. <laughs> also a great place. You know, it, it does occasionally, slightly occasionally rain in Florida, especially during the summer. And this is a good place to to wait out the rain. Again, another great example of, you know, something that
0: all too many people just race by. And that really is sort of the, the constant with a lot of these hidden treasures, right? Because people are so busy looking down at their maps or rushing to an attraction or rushing to get a fast pass, whatever it is. They don't sort of stop and take in their surroundings and environments. And believe it or not, Chuck, one of my favorite places is, again, it, it's hiding in plain sight, right? And I will, I'll link to a video that I just did of one of my favorite hidden tributes to really one of my all-time favorite films. And I think still to this day, A really fun attraction at Hollywood Studios, and it's the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular, right? Because that attraction begins, for me, and I think it should for you too as well, it should begin outside the entrance, right? Because across the way, there's all kinds of props, there's a lot of different references to Raiders of the Lost Ark and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, I did a video of one of my favorite hidden tributes that's in the menu at the dig site, which is right there where you can get, you know, popcorn and beer and snacks and things like that. But near the Indiana Jones Adventure Outpost, right, that shop that so many people walk by, Mm -hmm. That is where you need to not just go inside and explore the store because there's cool stuff in there, but walk around back, right? Start walking back to that left-hand side as you're facing Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular because there are some great details there. And it really gives you a sense if you look up and look around that Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade is or was being filmed there, right? You'll find movie cameras. More importantly, you'll find props, including the tank, It is the actual tank from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. There's lots of other details there as well. I'm sure so many of us know and we've heard about the legend and the story of pulling the rope, right? It's do what the sign says or what the sign says not to do. It says don't pull the rope. Don't is crossed off just to the left of the entrance of Indiana Jones. Pull the rope. And it's one of those things that adults and kids really enjoy because it's that unexpected surprise, right? You don't there's no sign well I mean there is but nobody follows it there's no sign saying here is something that we've like we've put in here just for you it's fun it's funny it's surprising to guess and it 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 doesn't repeat itself right it, there's a there's a number of different quotes that you'll hear if you pull that rope from the people who are obviously down in the well yeah and th- this is a
1: fun one that if you've got um, you know folks who are you know fairly new to the studios never been there before go ahead and tell them to do it and you'll you'll it's it's i get it every time i can't do that but i, I can't touch that it's okay the sign says no it says don't No. The, it's crossed out it's okay go ahead and do it and you'll see every time people who kind of look and go am i really supposed to touch this yeah you are grab they that want rope, you to right they want you to
0: interact with their environment right
1: yeah they, they want you to give that give that rope a good yank and listen to what's going on and again just funny little gags Uh, going in. And, and, you know, that poor guy, he's he's still stuck in that well, never going to get out, I guess. But you go around and go see the tank. It is, Lou, you're right. It's the real tank, the actual tank that was used during the filming. And again, so many other props that are in throughout the whole queue there, both the internal, the entrance and the exit queue for Indiana Jones that, you know, if you like Indiana Jones, I loved Indiana Jones. And by the way, now it's an officially a Disney movie. You know, you can, get to see many of the props, see many of the the various references and, and kind of throwbacks to uh, indie lore and indie legend. So again, slow down and take your time uh, and enjoy.
0: Absolutely. So, God, give me give me another one of yours. Uh, and again, I'll link in the show notes this week to the video that I did of uh, the, the hidden tributes, not on the menu, but behind the menu over at Indiana Jones. So, God, what's another one of your your favorites of the hidden treasures?
1: You know, this is an area where and we're staying almost in the same area. Uh we're going just slightly back towards Echo Lake. This is one area that unfortunately I see way way too many guests just blow right by and that's the Television Academy Hall of Fame busts. These are tributes to true pioneers in the industry of television. Being a television guy myself, I worked in television for more than a decade. You know, these are the people who really made the industry what it is today, and you know, to go and look back and see, you know, bus of these individuals and kind of remember what they did for parents. It's an opportunity to explain who these individuals are, because for many of them, kids don't even even know who they are. They might not know who Carol Burnett is or anybody like that. Of course, you know, uh, you always have to at least. I think those of us who are who are big fans will will walk by and say hi to Walt again. There is a bust of Walt Disney there, but take a moment, or even a couple of minutes, and walk around and actually appreciate what you see there in the uh, in that um, Hall of Fame area.
0: Yeah, and, and you know what I like about this area, and I think you're right, Chuck. I think you know they do rotate the. The exhibits they do rotate the bus periodically. I, I don't know how often it really does take place. I haven't seen sort of a new bust in there in quite some time. But when you take younger people through or your kids through, and you have to explain or you want to explain the significance of a Lucille Ball or an Art Carney or a Dick Clark or a Bill Cosby or an Andy Griffith, you know, it's neat because they probably have no frame of reference. But we have very much an attachment to that because for, for a lot of us, that's what we grew up with. Or Remember our, our parents watching even. And it's a way for us to let them know what the – you know, look, these are very significant, right? They've been in, inducted into the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences Hall of Fame. They have, they have had such a contribution to the television medium that they've been recognized that way. So we need to sort of explain to them why. I, I, it's, oddly enough, I actually needed to explain to my kids the other day – who Lucille Ball and Ricky Ricardo was because I did a very bad, hey, Lucy, I'm home, Ricky Ricardo impression. But I say, you know, at one time, you know, I love Lucy. It sort of changed television in a lot of different ways. And, And Lucille Ball had such a huge impact for so many ways and reasons. Certainly they all know, and it's great that they get to see and recognize Walt Disney there which, by the way, it is the only sculpture that's actually signed by uh, Disney legend Blaine Gibson. He never put Mm -hmm. his name on any of his sculptures except for the bust of Walt Disney. So I I do like it. Uh, I I need to sort of pay more attention to how often they're rotated, maybe some of the newer people. I know like Oprah Winfrey, I think, is probably one of the newer ones that has been uh, introduced in there, but I don't know the last one. So if anybody knows of new additions or changes, I'd love for you to let me know, shoot me an email or or comment in the show notes this week.
1: Yeah, again, this is... Remember, this, the studios is all about tributes to the entertainment industry. And, you know, to really appreciate what this whole park is about, you need to take a time and enjoy and appreciate those tributes because that's, frankly, the reason they're there. So, you know, stop a minute, peruse around through there, uh, and, and really come to know again. And, and for uh, those of us of a slightly older persuasion – Come to to remember and kind of relive some of those hilarious moments of comedy uh, that are that that some of these uh, true true geniuses created.
0: So as I'm looking at my list and trying to decide where I want to go next, it's uh, it's difficult because some of the things I think we take for granted, right? We know that they're there, we know what they are, and many people who are listening might as well too. While some are overlooked. And I am sort of trying to strike the balance between things like that. There there are so many wonderful tributes. Like, look, I talked about The Rocketeer, right? A film that probably not everybody has seen or even heard of. We did an entire show back on show number 256 about finding The Rocketeer in and around Disney's Hollywood Studios, right? And and I love that because I, I enjoy the film. I like how... The references are scattered throughout, yet yet woven seamlessly into the story, right? And so the the feel of that that old-time Hollywood with PB's Polar Pipeline and even in uh, the sci-fi dine-in theater, being able to find references in there as well, too. Uh, I'm going to try and save, if I can, one of my favorite hidden treasures for last. And the next one is really one— This is going to sound like a top ten here, right? Uh, (laughs) Well, because I want to say it because it's— it's a location that's not a single thing. It's not a single hidden treasure. And it's one of these things, it's a location that, you know, chances are you've probably been to before. But here's one that maybe you haven't, right? And you talk about things that that are relevant, right? And you say, if people say, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, right? Or Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, whatever it may be, most kids, they, they kind of know what it is, probably because they've seen it at Hollywood Studios, or maybe they had used it, they saw the film over at Epcot Center, but they still have that Honey, I Shrunk the Kids play area all right that it's a place for kids just go run around blow off some steam it's got that sort of spongy foam like material and it gives them a chance to climb up and on big ants and anthills and there's climbing ropes and a slide maze but one of the cool little hidden treasures in there is just for the kids which is what i love right if you climb the stairs in between the the giant garden hose and the slide coming out of a roll of film talk about things that are not relevant anymore, um, there's a little, it's a giant sort of hidden dog's nose, and if you stick your hand, and again, this is only for kids, if you stick your hand in the nostrils, the dog will sniff you, right? So it's a its a hidden treasure for kids, because most kids will want to stick their hand in their own nose, or the dog's nose, but they probably don't expect the dog to sniff back. And if you've got little kids, or if you're like, you know, you watch other kids, It's so great to see their reaction because like us with pulling the rope, you almost expect nothing to happen. And when it does, it's a neat little thing. Disney didn't have to put it in there, but it's a nice little reward for being curious.
1: Yeah, it is. That, and that whole area is a lot of fun. One of the things that, you know, for adults to appreciate are some of those old throwbacks, like this role of film kids. At one point, we actually recorded pictures on this thing called cellulose. You know, <laughs> there weren't digital cards around, but, you know, look it up. You can talk to your grandparents about it. But just the ability, you got to think about the creativity of the Imagineers and thinking about this idea of perspective of how they literally shrunk you down and made everyday normal things so gigantic to create this idea of perspective. So, you know, it's a fun area for parents to walk around and just see how the Imagineers created this whole unique perspective of being shrunk down to the, you know, to the size of an ant or so. Um, very similar there uh, is you know, in, in walking just outside of that Honey, the, uh, honey I Shrunk the Audience uh, area, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids area. It's just the whole streets of America. I mean, it alone is just full of gags and fun stuff, you know, outside of, of when, you know, during the holidays, when the, uh, you've got the, the, the lights and everything like that. But just during the regular year, there are so many just various little gags and things to appreciate, both in the windows. Um, there's also, of course, the singing in the rain umbrella. You'll see one area sort of down kind of around the corner uh, along the streets of America, sort of uh, on, the, on the side where Lights of action is. You'll see just an umbrella, kind of hanging there, and a little rope that you can pull. And yes, you can actually you know, get make it rain, and you can be singing in the rain. And so, you know, take that opportunity again. It's just like that that rope pull uh, at Indiana Jones. It's okay to touch, and so I'd encourage you to do it. But the along the the streets of America, check out those windows because, like uh, some other things, they do change every once in a while. But they're full of all sorts of of hidden. Tributes and treasures. uh, Another great place to do, you know, hidden Mickey searches and things like that. Um, All I got to say is, Lou, do you want any merchandise?
0: (laughs) I actually have a. I don't think I've posted it. I have a video of one of those windows, which is one of my favorites because of what it pays reference to, right? So I'll I'll either link to it in the show notes or I'll make sure I'll try and release it this week, if not, uh, because and I think that's you know, we think of windows, you think of Main Street, right? But there are windows. Not just on streets of America, but on Hollywood Boulevard and Sunset Boulevard. There's, you know, we we talked about this in in, in past shows. There, there's offices, right? And either the offices officers may pay reference to Walt Disney, right? You, you'll sort of see you'll, you'll find the Holly Vermont Realty sign. You'll sign. You'll find funnier things like Justin Stitches, right? Or the, you know, from, on, on top of the Taylor's office. So they don't necessarily refer to real people, but but jokes and, and things in Hollywood. There's Roger Rabbit in there as well, too. So that same kind of inspiration that they took from the windows on Main Street, they brought into the Hollywood Studios on Streets of America, on Sunset and Hollywood Boulevard, you know, again, in a much more playful, whimsical kind of way.
1: Yeah, and it and it just makes it fun. And again, this is one of these places you need to just kind of slow down and enjoy and browse, literally window shop, so that you can, can try and catch those. And don't forget the the big large uh you know backsplash that is um san francisco street take your time and actually kind of get up close to that there's one area where there's a lot of newspaper headlines and as you go through and read notice how many disney references got slipped into those various newspaper headlines uh, as you uh, as you go along uh, another area that another place that is uh, just full of hidden treasures is just around the corner, and we're now heading to Muppets. Um, probably one of my most favorite little treasures, and it's just outside of Muppets. And again, something that I would bet you ninety-nine percent out of a hundred people don't pay attention to, and that's the wait time sign. Now, this is just—it's not like a great big, like fast passy kind of wait time sign. It's just a little simple, little rectangular sign. That you know cast member every once in a while will come and change the number. It, it you know, these days rarely changes. Um, you know, wait times for Muppets are generally pretty pretty uh pretty short. But at the bottom it will say this wait time presented to you by the Department of Wild Guesses. I mean, just <laughs> fun <Right>. little <laughs> gags like that. Just I mean these kind of things. You know, another saying that you know from the redundant departments of redundancy, you know, that whole queue of Muppets and you know the 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 pre-show area is so full of various little gags and tributes that you know you could spend a, a good half hour to an hour really appreciating those you know how many people can find the net full of jello right up above up above your head in the uh, in the pre-show area
0: and, and like you, and I think a lot of people, Muppets remains one of my favorite attractions. And I think you're right. And, and forgive the, the, the overused uh, analogy. I, the queue is an attraction of itself, right? You, you step into that queue. You're in the lobby of Muppet Labs. Don't be afraid to stop. Don't be afraid to stop or slow down. Uh, many people know about the key under the mat. Right. If you look at the signs, as soon as you walk in, you'll see the security office and the kid, look for it. Right again, follow what the sign does. You'll you'll be treated to a surprise. I'm sure you've probably seen it or you already. If not, let you or your kids go to every now and then you'll get a magical moment certificate, too, if you're the first person of the day. But look in the security office, especially if you're a fan of Muppets. Look for the photo of Link Heartthrob and in his bear-on patrol uniform. Look at the jokes in the directory, right? The Institute mm-hmm. of Heckling and Browbeating by Statler and Waldorf, uh, the Patriotic Analysis and Protocol by Sam the Eagle. Obviously, he's in Suite 1776. Miss Piggy is in the very Suite 444. There's so much in there. And then when you walk into that pre show queue room, you know, there's, again, you could, you could, and you should try and get there early to look around and walk around. Don't just sort of plant yourself because everything from, you know, photographs of Fozzie that that make reference to uh, other films or Miss Piggy's costumes or Gonzo's stunt props. There is a true treasure trove in there. And also, after you leave, it continues on into the Stage 1 company store. And I actually have a video walkthrough of some of those Mm -hmm. references. I think people, you walk in, Chuck, and you start shopping. Everybody looks down. But if you slow down and stop, there's a lot of things you can really uh, pick up, especially if you are a fan of the Muppets and the films. Again, I'll link, through my, link to my video walkthrough in this week's show notes over at www.radio.com. Huge, huge fan of Muppets. I only hope and pray, Chuck Lineberger, that Disney takes this franchise and continues to build on it more and brings even more of it into the studios.
1: Oh, without a doubt, you could again. And I highly recommend that. Was actually the next place I was going to go was the the Muppet Shop because what you may not realize they they have a set there that is the 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 front desk for the the hotel there. And there are so many different little gags. You have to really take your time, look carefully here, and look around. You're going to find something all over the place. You will find there's a great sign there. It is the five laws of showbiz, and you just I'm not going to give it away, but but look it out, look for it, and uh, and appreciate. Uh, unfortunately, the, the the different take on who's right in show business. Um, but go look at the at the lobby there, and the various um, exhibits and pieces on display because it is uproariously funny. If you don't walk away from that, at least smiling and laughing to yourself, then then you haven't found it. You've got to to just take time and really enjoy everything that's around there and look around. I mean, literally look on walls. You will see stuff written in Sharpie or just kind of written in paint on the walls, a bunch of different little gags and jokes. So this is one place that you definitely need to very much take your time and and peruse through Um, plenty of hidden Mickey's there too. So, I mean, it's not just Muppets jokes. You'll find lots of hidden Mickey's as well.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, one thing I want to mention here too is some of these hidden treasures aren't just look I say this all the time, Walt Disney World is a multi-sensory experience. It's, it's all five senses are meant to be used in 360 degrees. It's not about what you see, but they want you to touch it. They want you to hear it, right? Pay attention to the background music or the background audio that is piped in to give you a sense of, of place or time or even just the, the music that you'll hear depending on where you are uh, inside or, or outside even too. And one of the places that that you can really sort of pay attention to what you hear and when, and I think that they still do this even after uh, Star Tours Adventure continues to open, is outside of Star Tours is that Ewok village. And only at nighttime, right, just like some things you'll get over the Haunted Mansion, if you listen carefully, you'll hear the Ewok singing, right, just like in... Uh, episode 6, Return of the Jedi. And that's one of those things that, again, you, you don't expect, but it really sort of helps to complete the story. Again, not just what you see, but what you hear. So go ahead. Give me another one of your your favorites. I'm going to save my, my big one for last.
1: Sure. While you're mentioning that, though, another interesting thing there, that, and it's a hidden treasure only because sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't, but that adat sometimes will actually fire. It will actually shoot water out. Uh, more during the summer, during the hotter times, than necessarily during the winter. But don't be surprised if you're, as you're walking around, you're hearing that AT-AT start to fire, and you actually hear the laser sounds and see a little water kind of shooting out. So again, a, a fun little, just surprise hidden treasure. But we're going to keep keep in the Muppets area, and we're going to head over to the Christmas shop. You know, even though you're in the heart of Florida in the middle of July, and it's 156 degrees in the shade. You can always stop and appreciate a nice, good snowman right out in front of the. It's a, it's a wonderful shop there. Uh, it, uh, near Mama Melrose. So, you know, it's just a little tribute uh, of a little bit of, little bit of the holiday season, even in, even in the, the heat of the summer.
0: Uh, when you said heat of the summer, I thought you were going to Peeves for a frozen Coke, but that's okay. That's well, okay. No, we'll we'll get one of those later on, but. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, you know, that's the thing. And, and look, we're not going to be able to cover certainly everything here, right? You know, we, we could, and we have done a full show on Sid Coenga's, right? If you go mm-hmm. back and I'll link, show number 297. Sid Coenga is, uh, again, one of those treasure troves of things, not just inside, but outside as well too. We You mentioned One Man's Dream that, you know, uh, we did a, and a full tour of that back on show 140, a link to all these. But I, I really wanted to save, my favorite for last and it's a location that I think is, again I sort of hate to use this now, but it is an attraction if you visit it properly and I'm not just saying it because they serve food there but the Backlot Express is full of story and detail and props and true hidden treasures especially if you are a fan of movies and movie making. And what I think you don't realize, Chuck, and again, this used to be much more well delineated. There used to be a, a guard shack out front. And if you look on the pavement, you could see where what is supposed to be on stage and where what is supposed to be backstage. You know, the pavement is red when it's on stage, it's gray backstage. You could see where that changed. And this is a place where those who worked on the lot would eat. And it's it's a factory, right? It's a factory, it's a machine shop, a scenic shop. A Paint shop, a plaster shop, molds and props. And as you walk through, if you go in there with that mindset and take the time to look around, it'll start to come together. The dots of what you are seeing that look like random bits of just movie making, you know, memorabilia or props come together. So, for example, outside, you're in the paint shop right? There's a sign saying it's a paint shop. That's why it's in the open air. And if you look around, you'll see these giant oil drums by a forklift. Well, they're not oil drums because they're filled with colors of ketchup and mustard because that, that location where you get the paint in the middle is really where you paint your burger or you paint your hot dog or, or paint your chicken sandwich. There is Roger Rabbit props throughout, inside and out. The car, right? The the, uh, the, the dip, the, the, the oh from the the tunes, is outside, Mm -hmm. right? And again, we talk about Roger Rabbit on on show 327, but inside and outside, there are props and statues and paint cans and incredible signage as well, too. I, I tried shooting a video of it, but it doesn't really translate well into video. One of my favorite hidden tributes in there is, you know, sort of the creepy staring nun, and if you walk in the upper level and look to the right, there's sort of these plaster molds, and if you watch, this nun sort of follows you in a similar sort of effect as uh, the singing bus in the Haunted Mansion, if you walk through these different rooms, right? So, for example, there's the stuntmen room, right, uh, in the back. There's an office in there. Look in the office. Look at the billboard, right. It teaches you how to do stunts. There's all sort of stunt making memorabilia in there as well. The opposite side, there's another o- office in there too. There is prop. There are props from Roger Rabbit. There's, here you go. You're a fan of Horizons, the old Epcot attraction. The Mesa Verde ship is tucked away inside this building as well, yep. too. Great background music, great signage. And even in uh, on the right-hand side, look at the murals. Look at the story. I'm going to do a full video walkthrough of this because I think it, it very much is worthy of it. And it... The things that you see when they appear to be disconnected are all very, very much part of a story of the Backlot Express restaurant and why those offices are there. What those signs from those films, right, when they sort of – if they're filming, it'll show sort of films in production. Those are actual signs that were used during the filming of some of these Disney and other major motion pictures. There is historical significance and value to them there too, but it really is all about story. And if you go there and go in with the right mindset of where you are and what it represents, what this sort of warehouse or factory represents, it really comes together almost as a walkthrough exhibit.
1: Yeah, it really is. It's almost a, a, uh, a companion to One Man's Dream where One Man's Dream you know, is exhibits all about – you know, the you know Disney and how Walt Disney the Man created Disney the Company and Disney the Parks. Here at the Backlot Express, you're getting many of the same opportunities, albeit you get to uh, buy the food while you're at it, but you're looking at the movie-making process from, as you said, some of the very technical things like, you know, painting and setting and all of that, to some of the unsung heroes and, again, hidden treasures of movie-making like you know, the, the unsung or, or unappreciated stuntman and how to, to do those various things. So this is one of these places I love to get lunch there. One, because the food's pretty good, but also because you get to really take in a lot while you're enjoying uh, lunch, in, especially if you go inside, it's a nice, great place to get air conditioning as well. But you know, looking at some of those, uh, you know, shooting signs that are going on, so that you know, you can look back and see, oh, Splash is in production right now, or Beverly Hills Cop Three. Uh, you know, movies that sometimes you'll see and go, I didn't really realize that maybe that there's a connection there um, to Disney. Some of them have connections, some of them uh, don't as well. But you're going to see a whole lot of different things that are going on uh, in, in the movie industry. And again, kind of like, remember we were talking about going to the television Academy hall of fame, you know, for parents to go back and remember some of these movies, you know, it's plenty of times I'm sitting there going, Oh yeah, I remember this film. Gosh, I haven't seen that in, in forever. I might have to go look that one back up again. Again, an opportunity to tell your children about, you know, old, some of the older movies, uh, that are out and around, uh, that were playing, Years and years and years ago, you'll find an old sign for MASH. Kids these days wouldn't even know what MASH was. <laughs> right. You know, like, I mean, again, a, a great TV show and a great movie uh, as well. So these are opportunities to talk about some of the great movies and television shows that were in our past and that were that were and really still are a part of American culture. So you know, go and enjoy the Backlot Express. Enjoy everything that you can see as tributes to the movie making process. And, and again, you know, this whole, this whole show topic is about hidden treasures. And there's so many hidden things about the movie making process. It's not all about actors and directors. There are so many unsung heroes when it comes to making movies, the model makers, the set designers, the costumers, you know, makeup, paint artists, all these folks who are really only recognized in a line of moving text at the bottom of the at the end of the at the end of the movie, while most people are getting up and grabbing their they're drinking popcorn and heading out. Uh, you know, they don't appreciate they're not all that well appreciated in the credits. So this is another example of really kind of stepping into the credits of a movie and looking and seeing firsthand at the hard work of so many individuals who do so many things to make so many great movies.
0: And I think for us as guests, Chuck, you know, I hate to sort of steal a, a line from an old Disney promotion, but but this really is sort of where the magic Lives right when a guest finds and experiences something completely unexpected, it's found not on a map, and it could be anything in the form of a cast member interaction or something like look, whether we take for granted the key under the mat, or the umbrella, or Sid Cuenca, or, or some of these references, or, the, or the, the crates in front of men and bills. When a guest finds that for the first time and Betty yet has been able to pay it forward and share it excitedly with somebody else there's a sense of ownership I think mm-hmm. in discovering that right they have found that little hidden treasure like that was put there just for them and that sense of ownership that sense of excitement when it's something that it's completely unexpected I think is what changes the guest experiences that is that quote-unquote Disney magic that we talk about I have been to the park thousands and thousands of times, and I tell you, it is, I am not kidding, I still find those things hidden and tucked away, and there's new additions all the time, and that is the beauty of what revisiting the Disney parks brings to you. So I ask you, the listener, what your favorite hidden treasure of Disney's Hollywood Studios is. Is it a reference, a tribute, something interactive, something overlooked, something that maybe the average guest probably doesn't see, but when you bring a friend or you bring a family member, that is what you are excited to show them. I invite you to come by www.radio.com, click on the podcast, click on this week's show, leave your comment there in the show notes. Better yet, you can also tweet me, I'm at Lou Mangiello, or post it on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash also, be sure and go and visit Chuck's blog over at DisneyDaddy.blogspot.com. Chuck, thank you again for doing this. There's many, many more hidden treasures to cover in the future.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's time to go get a burger at Backlot Express. You're making me hungry again.
0: I still, I'm still, i still thinking frozen Coke at Peavey's Polar.
1: Well, well, okay, <laughs> here's what we'll do. We'll go get the frozen Coke, then we'll go get the burger. See, two for one. All in the name of
0: research. I might have to stop of at Men course. and Bill's on the way. <laughs> well, <laughs> Just
1: yeah, you got to get, you gotta get a, a pretzel dog water, It's Right, right it's an,
0: anything in a pretzel tastes good. Exactly. Research. It's all about research, guys. To do it for this week's show. Thanks so much for taking the time and tuning in. Don't forget, we didn't have a trivia question this week, but go back to last week's show number 355 for the question. You have until Sunday, September 22nd at 11 59 p.m. to get your answers in for a chance to win a Disney Prize package. Be sure and also visit the website over at www.radio.com for our blog, new videos, and sign up for our free email newsletter. You can also download the free WW Radio app for your iPhone or Android device. Also, be sure and join us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WDW Radio Live. Watch and chat in the chat room about this week's Walt Disney World news. Be part of the conversation, and if you can't catch it live, that's okay. I'll post the audio in the iTunes feed as well. Connect with me on Twitter. I'm at Lou Mangiello. And like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash WDW Radio. If you have a question you want answered on the show, you can email me at lou at wdwradio.com. Or call the voicemail. be heard on the air at 407 900-9391. As much as I like connecting with you online, nothing beats a handshake and a hug. So visit the events page over at wdwradio.com for more information about upcoming Meet of the Month and our first annual Epcot International Food and Wine Quest on Saturday, October 5th. Tickets are available now where you can compete in a fun, family-friendly quest around World Showcase for a chance to win prizes, including the soon-to-be-coveted WDW Radio Cup, On the events page, you can also find out about other upcoming events both in Walt Disney World and around the country. Thanks as always to Mouse Fan Travel. They are my official and recommended travel provider for all your vacation planning needs because it's who I use. So whether you're coming to Disney World, Disneyland, Adventures by Disney, a Disney Cruise Line vacation, whatever it may be, Becky and her team of agents give you the best possible prices, all available discounts, an incredible level of personal service that really is their hallmark all at no additional cost to you. And you can find them over at mousefantravel.com. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Come by, comment, and share links over on Facebook. And please come review and rate the show and the app over in iTunes. And finally, and most importantly, I want to say thank you again for allowing me to share my passion for all things Disney with you. Through the show and the video and the site and so many other ways, thank you for letting me live the life that I have dreamed. And you need to remember, too, that every day you can take one step closer to where you want to be and dare to live the life you have always dreamed about. Have faith and always keep moving forward. Have a great week, everybody. See ya. Hey, Lou. It's Wes from Q Balls. Colin say I'm listening to yours and about a dozen other podcasts trying to stay up to date each week. And... To do that, I usually listen to them at 1.5, so everybody talks just a little bit faster. The music goes just a little bit faster, um, but it's still understandable. Except I just can't do that to your podcast. I have to listen to it as it's supposed to be and hear the music as it's supposed to sound. I just can't speed it up. Hope you guys are having a good time listening, and I will continue to do so as well. Bye-bye.
1: You've got a friend. Yeah.